Welcome to the Fully Alive Man podcast. This is a podcast to help men become more fully alive by doing life together. My name is Lee Rogers. I work here at North Point Community Church with men's groups. I am here, as always, with Dr. Doug Hurley. Yo, After- what's... Afternoon, Doug. <laughs> Sorry, I leaned in with the yo too quick. Sure. Uh, yo, what's up, uh, Lee Majors? Lee Majors. And who is Lee Majors? Steve Austin, the <laughs> $6 million man. Because until just a minute ago, I thought he was Buck Rogers. Yeah, I yeah, know. I'm just going to be real. Okay. Lee Majors. So probably you and I know that half of our audience has never heard of Lee Majors. I bet a lot of these guys used to watch the $6 million. I mean, I had a doll. <laughs> did I just say that out loud? <laughs> you did. Dang it. Let's can call we, him an action edit, figure. How about action figure? I had an figure? action figure, and you look through his eye, like through the back of his head, and you look through his eye, and you could, because he had the the eye that could see like that is amazing. five five instead of 2020. <laughs> that's awesome. What are we talking uh, about today? Can we move on? Hey, let's move on. As you guys <laughs> probably know, if you've listened at all, um, we really believe that as men, we do life better when we do life in community. And so we are going to talk about a very important topic to talk about in your community, in your groups. Um, A lot of you may be more aware of these things than we are, and that's great. But spiritual disciplines is something, is a conversation that we should have in our groups and outside of our groups. Um, And there's lots of things we can talk about around this topic. But before we do, Doug, I have a little bit of a quiz for you, if you're okay with it. Sure. Okay. First of all, can you name a couple of spiritual disciplines? Let's see. Fasting. Fasting, yes. Um, prayer. Yep. That's a couple you want me to keep going? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great start. Oh, okay. Okay, here's where the quiz starts. <laughs> that was just the warm-up. Oh, okay. What about kindness? Is kindness a spiritual discipline? Uh, no. No? No, it's fruit of the Spirit. Okay. What about giving? Is giving a spiritual discipline? Yeah, I would say it is. Not a fruit of the spirit or does that fall under both categories? Uh, I think that is a, that's a great question. I think that it is, um, it's a byproduct of the spirit, but um, I think you can force yourself to give. I don't think you can force yourself to be kind. Okay. That's a, that's a heart, Holy Spirit transformational issue. What about singing worship songs in the car? Is that a spiritual discipline? Um, I think it is a f- gift of the spirit if you've got Chris Colley with you in the car. <laughs> That's a gift. That's just a gift. That's an inside. Can we explain that inside joke? I don't know if we've said that before. If you're in the comfortable, I please. love. I think he's the coolest guy in the world. He's so cool when he's singing and rocking it out. I just, I'm like, he's I'm worship the leader, fan. singer. He yeah. was on The Voice. We often see him at on stage at our church, and you have a little bit of a, what would you call it? Man, infatuate, man, infatu- crushing, man, crush. crush, man, crush. Yeah, and everybody knows it here on Chris staff, Kelly. and now everybody in the world knows it. Like, so, like we have six billion people listening to this podcast. Yeah. So, if you don't have Chris Colley in the car with you, you're singing alone. Is that a spiritual discipline? Oof. Um, yeah, I think I would put that in the category. Worship, like, because like, it's. I do think other things fall in the category of worship. I've heard corporate of worship as a, as a spiritual discipline. Yes. But individual worship? 
in the car singing. Oh, man. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Eh. Okay. Eh. Hey, well, we're learning. This is your quiz. Um, what about <laughs> what about celibacy for the unmarried guy? Is that a spiritual discipline? I would say that that is less of a discipline, and that is more of a um, directive of what God wants for the, your plan and, and just the design of marriage. Obedience. Oh yeah, I was going to say abiding, but obedience, same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a that's not a discipline. I mean, you have to be disciplined. I think as a man and as a woman that are not married in in a relationship and you no, want to be right. intimate, that takes discipline. But I don't I don't think that true story. True story. I don't um, think that would fall in the category of a spiritual discipline. Okay, so that kind of busts my next question: oh. general obedience to Jesus or to God, spiritual discipline or not spiritual discipline? Hmm. That, well, that doesn't that bust my answer to the last question because I would say in this one, yeah, I mean we have we're responsible like a discipline for, of obedience. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So that kind of <clears throat> negates my last answer. Okay, last last question on this quiz. This yeah. is this is the essay question. Oh, um, this is where I get to talk a lot. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Um, are the disciplines open to interpretation, or are there a set? list of disciplines that we can, I don't know, follow, do, whatever. Man, okay, I'll pontificate on this. I would say that... Um, speechless. That's amazing. I know, I am speechless. I like that. Um, the, the hard part for me to answer with this is I don't want to give anyone the impression that you got to do these things to check a box to earn favor with God. Yeah. Which you're, and you're nodding and you're like, well, of course. Yeah. But I think oftentimes we do that. And that's what we think that we are growing in God if we're doing all these things. Yeah. And we're not growing in God if we're not doing those things. And I think that both of those things can be true. But I know a lot of people that, I've known a lot of people that do spiritual disciplines, check the box, fasting, praying, worship, corporate worship, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I don't see fruits of the spirit, if you will. Maybe sure. they're there. I just don't see it. And so my reluctance to to answer that and to be pushed into a you know a corner with that, it's not because I think I'm going to get it wrong. It's like the last thing I want is for somebody to feel they're going to earn any kind of favor with God if they do these things or fall out of favor if they don't. But I think that they're so important yeah. to do in order to know who God is. That was kind of a... Yeah, Long, no, that's a good. answer. Classic essay question is what you just dealt with there. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think you passed the quiz. Um, way, way to go. Way to go. <laughs> way to go. That was not a spiritual discipline studying for that quiz, um, which is a good thing. So can we just acknowledge as we start to talk about spiritual disciplines that the word discipline is gross? <laughs> it's just... That was one of the least inspiring words in my head. Uh, seriously, this is no, this just happened. I was walking down the hall to come in here to do this, ran into Reggie. He's like, hey, what are you guys doing a podcast on? I said, spiritual <laughs> discipline. And he goes, no, you're not. <laughs> he goes, Sp spiritual pathways. And I go, oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a negative connotation with that word discipline. Yeah, I get it. And Reggie will help us out with that often. Yeah. As we know. So yeah, why, why? disciplines do you think why do why do i yeah why why did it why why is the classic word disciplines 
what comes to mind for you when you think of the word discipline? I just don't, I personally don't have a, I know that people have a problem with that word. I don't. Like one of my favorite verses is Hebrews 12, 11. Um, and I'm probably going to butcher this now because I'm not looking at it, but it's no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but mm-hmm. painful. Later on, however, it produces a, a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And so I think of my walk with God, and as I give of myself or get out of myself, get out of my way to be more other-centric, that has taken discipline and sacrifice and everything else, just being a military guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. the word discipline. So for me, I just don't have a problem with that word. But Yeah, I, you think of it very personal, as in I'm being disciplined to be better, opposed to being disciplined like my my natural tendency, even with that verse, um, growing up was like, oh yeah, if I get in trouble and my my parents rail on me, you know that's going to produce a harvest, yeah, like, <laughs> harvest uh, of, uh, a harvest of something, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of anger in my yeah adolescent life, yeah, and I think that's even how um, what it meant to be a disciple back in the old days is that you kind of followed the the path the the way that a teacher was going mm. or, a, or a master, a rabbi, whatever it was, if you're a disciple, well, I guess that's still the case. If you're a disciple of someone, then you're kind of doing what they do, but you are finding a way to kind of, I don't know, intentionally regiment yourself to do those things, Yeah, to be disciplined. Yeah. So if you could change um, spiritual disciplines to another word, what would you go with? I personally wouldn't, I wouldn't change it okay. for for me, because I really, I do like that word, like I said, but I do think that we should come up with something else because I'm probably in the, in the minority, you know, for somebody who yeah. enjoys that word. So like, just Reggie, I'll give him, I'll give him props. Yeah. He just stopped me in the hallway and said, no, 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 no. you're not doing a podcast <laughs> on that. You're doing, <laughs> you guys are doing it on spiritual pathways. I mean, I, th- I think I love that. It makes sense. It resonates. Yeah. Absolutely. I I think the way I think about spiritual disciplines and what they're actually for in my head, and I don't think anybody can write a book that and make this sound good necessarily, but I think of them as opportunities. Like they're our opportunities to grow in our relationship, to have a better relationship, to receive more of what God has for, for us, whether it's prayer, whether it's fasting, whether it's um, meditating on scripture, whatever it is, and when I think of them in that very positive way as this is my opportunity to, not in a self-righteous way, but a way to become more godly, more like God, or more close to God, it just seems so much more like an opportunity to me. And so, you know, when I get up in the morning, it, it occurs to me, why wouldn't I connect with God around whatever my spiritual discipline is right now? Because this is my opportunity to connect with him first thing in the morning. Um, yeah, that, that is helpful for me. I love it. I love how you put that. And it, it reminds me of what I do with my kids. You know, I've got three young kids under 10 and um, we're pretty... <laughs> Now I can't say the word. Now I feel like I can't say the word disciplined. You know, now we made it a naughty word. But we're pretty disciplined, pretty sure. regimented about about digging into some spiritual disciplines. But uh, any time that they start to make it like, oh, or this is a drag or anything, I, cl- I clip it. Yep. You know, and, and or try to make it really alluring. This is going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. 
I haven't, if I haven't done a good job ahead of time, teeing up whatever we're going to get into and they start complaining about it, I usually just clip it. Sure. Um, but it is, it's an opportunity, like you said, man, it's an opportunity to, yeah. How do, can I get more close, intimate with God and the spirit that's inside me? It's just absolutely well said. And, and we probably should think of everything that we do relating to um, our belief, our relationship with God, probably in a relational context. And so, if it becomes about the discipline, that that's not good. Yeah. You know, if we're if we're somehow attaining some sort of lofty position in our head because we're super disciplined. Um, that's not where we want to be if we believe this is all about relationship with a God. And it is. And it I'm is. Just uh, underscoring or echoing what you're saying, because that is what it is. Yes. It's all about the relationship and having a pathway, having a journey, having a discipline yeah. nature to, to yeah. know him better relationally. So along those lines, I made a very short list of what spiritual disciplines are not for. They're not for special favor. Mm-hmm. from God or others. Yeah. They're not to make miracles happen, I would argue. Um, they're not to gain acceptance from God. They're not to make up for sin or mistakes or bad behavior. Any for, disagreement there? No, I'm sitting over here blown away. That was such a well put together, because we haven't talked really at all before sure. this. We showed up. No, we're both so passionate about this topic yeah, and kind of had absolutely. an outline, but what you just said there, we're going to ask Jason to put those in the notes because that is gold. Yeah, that is gold. I, and I will admit, I stole that to some degree from um, a website that I was looking on. It was a um, C.S. Lewis website, um, and it, it was a much longer document. But gosh, as I was looking through it, I was like, whoa, these are huge. So good, brother. Um, and we should mention these. Yeah. And, and the other thing that that particular article I was reading pointed out is that they're not an end in themselves. Like prayer is never the goal. Connection with God is the goal. Mm-hmm. Fasting is never the goal. Weight loss, weight loss and fasting is, should never be the goal mm-hmm. as a spiritual discipline, but connecting with God by eliminating something that kind of controls your life mm-hmm. is a great way, is a great reason mm-hmm. to do a spiritual discipline and makes God the ends and the discipline the means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, where'd you get that quiz from? That is was so good. Oh, the quiz? Yeah. I made up the quiz. It's good. Because as as we were thinking about this, um, I was just trying to land on what I believed about spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll get into the practical in a minute and suggest some other resources, but I, I've thought about spiritual disciplines a ton. You and I recently have both read um, Richard Foster's Book, celebration, celebration of discipline. discipline. Yep. Um, and that has a list in there. But then I, I was just wondering, you know, where do people fall on these other mm-hmm. things? And one of one of the things that came to mind with that is if we see it in the Bible, if we especially in the New Testament, if Jesus, Paul, the disciples are doing a certain practice, that's probably important. Um, yeah. you know, we see prayer, we see fasting, we we see different things, but what we don't see um, is journaling. And I think a lot of people would call journaling a spiritual discipline. So this is where I landed on that. Yeah. Again, tell me if I'm crazy. I feel like journaling is a secondary spiritual discipline. Mm. Journaling comes out of um, maybe connecting with God through prayer or reading scripture and seeing what comes to mind, those sort of things. It's like capturing whatever else you're doing 
And I don't think that was an easy thing to do in the ancient world. I don't think everybody had pen and paper mm-hmm. um, back in the old days just to, to write stuff down. It was like a, it was like a big deal. What do you think? I think you're spot. I love that, okay. brother. I, I would, yeah. I, spiritual formation, which is a d- whole different topic from spiritual disciplines. Um, you know, I don't even want to go there because that gets too. We'll start meshing definitions. Sure. But reflection is such an important component. Yes. yes. Of your walk with God. Examination. Examination, and when you are journaling, you are doing exactly that. Yep. You are examining your thoughts, maybe what the Spirit is saying to you, putting on your heart, putting in your mind. So I'm going to steal that. Yeah. And I'll give you credit maybe, but no, don't. I'm going to steal it and say, hey, this is a secondary <laughs> spiritual yeah. discipline. A secondary spiritual discipline. And, and the other thing that came to mind is as I thought about spiritual disciplines, I don't know, outside of the Christian world or over, over time, people used to be into things like self-flagellation, um, you know, hurting themselves as a spiritual discipline or use of drugs. Oh, I'm, you know, connecting, opening my mind. And uh, we, we don't see either of those in the New Testament as a, as a spiritual discipline um, that people use, or even use of crystals or um, worshiping nature or something like that. Um, we don't see any of those things, though I guess spiritual people would probably do that, but maybe not Christian spiritual people. Yeah. And it's, you know, gosh, the, the whole self-flagellation thing and and it doesn't talk about that in the new testament but it does talk about suffering you yeah. know but we sure. suffer for the body we suffer each other's burdens we suffer for the kingdom to help to love to to create or find justice in the world i mean though we do so suffering is a component but not to <laughs> not to suffer for yourself to as a discipline right to, um to well, cause uh, harm yeah yeah as a yeah that's a that's a strange thing. Well, to me, it's a strange thing. It's probably not strange to somebody. I'm glad it's strange to you because if you <laughs> yeah. said otherwise, I'd be That's going, you know weird. what? And uh, thanks for tuning into the podcast. This was, was the good. final episode <laughs> of the Fully Live Podcast. Um, all right. So we're going to get into some practical, what do action steps toward um, becoming more spiritual disciplined or learning more about spiritual disciplines um, look like? But before we do, we want to pause for just a second for one of our favorite segments called Man Hacks. Okay, Doug, I don't know if, if your man hack has come back to you, <laughs> but do you have a man hack for us today? Yes. Well, first, will you tell everybody what a man hack is? Yeah, it's a tip or a trick to help you as a man just do something better at life. Yeah, that's right. And thanks for diming me out, you know, <laughs> no. like you totally just did. We were talking and you know what? You've. You, you've changed. <laughs> okay. I'm good. Uh, all right. My man hack is, um, are you ready for this? It's the clip on tie. And people are like, no, 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 no. You got to teach your son. You need to learn. You're a man. You need to know how to tie a tie. No way. Get the clip on tie. Go to Amazon. You can get them for like $14.99 or a really good one for $19.99. And let me tell you why it's so good. It takes you one and a half seconds to put it on. It's the best Windsor knot you're ever going to see. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, how did you tie your tie so well? And if like, especially living in the South, if you're at a South, if you're at a funeral or a wedding and you're outside, that neck wrapped Uh, around your neck makes you sweat. Yeah. But if you have the old clip on, baby, there ain't no sweating going on. This is for grownups or children? Both. You would wear a clip on tie. It's a boy hack and a man hack. (laughs) That's fantastic. Clip on tie. Yeah. Never occurred to me. 
That is beautiful, and can't wait till the next time I see you wearing a tie. What do you got? What's your man? What's your man hack? Okay, my man hack today is maybe one of the best ones I have ever um, discovered. But here it is. Do you know that little tripod circle thing in the middle of your pizza? When you get your pizza, it comes in the pizza box. Right in the middle of pizza is stuck this little thing that looks like a tiny table. Looks like a little end table or coffee table. Exactly. Yeah. Keeps the keeps the pizza box from touching the cheese. Well, that can also be used to hold still the piece of pizza next to the one you're tearing out so you don't have to put your hands on other people's pizza. Is that the greatest thing you've ever heard in your life? Pick that sucker up. Use it to hold down a piece of pizza while you pull out the one beside it. Greatest man hack wow. I've discovered in a while. I have probably said 1,248 times in my life, hey, I just washed my hands. Yeah. Sorry. As I'm reaching with my hands to rip a piece of pizza off the that's other right. piece that's of connected to Of course you have. Does that, did you come up with that? That I is amazing. Not. I discovered it. But what I did come up with is a secondary use of the tiny table in your pizza box. Well, this would be a tertiary use. A tertiary use. Third that's use. Right. You're getting ready to give us another one. Is that That's right. It is a third use. Yeah. use. You're exactly right. So the other thing I have used this for is, you know how when you put something in your microwave to warm it up, but you know it's going to like pop or splatter or something. You don't want to dirty up your microwave. So you put a paper towel over it. But you don't really want the paper towel laying on your food, especially if it's saucy. If you've kept uh, one of those little pizza table things, you stick it on the food, stick it on your spaghetti, put your paper towel over it. It's not laying in your food. The food's warm. The microwave's clean. You're welcome. This has been maybe the greatest episode ever of Man Hacks. Okay, jumping back in, we're talking about spiritual disciplines. We've talked a little bit about what they are, what they aren't. I'm sure there's a bunch of better definitions of what spiritual disciplines are out there. But I have one scripture that I wanted to share as we think about spiritual disciplines. And that is 1 Timothy 4, 7 and 8 says, have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So physical discipline, it's great. It has some value. Spiritual disciplines are eternal and are a pretty big deal. And don't confuse yourself with irreverent, silly myths as he threw in at the beginning of that piece of scripture. I, I love how he threw Paul threw that in there. Yeah. I, and when you said it first, I didn't have my Bible open. I, I was I was just listening to you. I thought you said myths. Myths. Like, myths. Nope. Like another myths. myth or a baseball myth. Myths. myths. Yeah. First Timothy 4, 7? 6 seven and, and 7. and 8. Yeah. Sorry, I got it right here. Yeah. So that verse to me helps as we weigh anything against scripture as we think about is this spiritual discipline or not spiritual discipline. Um, So certainly you can find lots of lists and there's different ways to figure out spiritual disciplines. But the first, one of the first things I would like guys to think about as they think about spiritual disciplines is one, what is your wiring? Like it's important to know what types of disciplines work best for you. So before you just jump into something um, 
and think, oh, I heard this guy is is praying for four hours a day. Maybe think about, can I handle prayer for four hours a day? Yeah, that's there's a lot of temperaments that would not be able to do that. Absolutely. What does what does your wiring lend you toward as far as spiritual disciplines go? Yeah, I'm I'm a so temperament wise, I'm a red and a blue. So I I want a plan. I want to um, dig into the details to a certain extent, and I want to get it done. Like yep. let's get her done. So I'm pretty regimented about um, having a having my quiet time every every morning, you know, from eight to eight forty five a.m. and knocking that out when I'm in the office and I'm all alone. Um, any more than that, I'm probably gonna lose some interest if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Anything less than that, I feel like I'm just checking a box. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I take that forty five minutes to get warmed up, dig into some details, and dig into the word and pray it up. How yeah, about, and, about, and my my temperament is probably the opposite, you know, as a yellow, maybe not the opposite, but very different as a yellow green. Yeah, um, I I like to be relaxed. I like to I like to keep it fresh. Maybe one morning I'm hitting some scripture. Maybe the next morning I'm listening to some worship songs. Maybe the next morning I'm just listening to God. Yeah, you know, I even enjoy, um, especially in the morning, light a candle just as kind of a reminder. Um, that God is with me and just relax and, and be with God, Yeah, which might be torture for, for some people, but definitely fits in my wiring. But I think it's something that, um, and you and I, we've talked about this in other conversations. Tell me if this, and I think it's on target to the conversation, but I feel like over the last few years, I've stretched myself like the candle thing. I do that now too. Yeah. Five years ago, I'd have been like, are you kidding me? I'm not taking the time to light a candle and that sounds kind of goofy and but now it's like, no, this is to, to set up the environment and to kind of, uh, just as a symbol yeah. of, of um, Jesus being the light. I do that now, and there's nothing goofy about it. Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah, yeah. when I don't do it, I kind of feel like I'm missing something. Right. And then also, what I've heard from you is you'll, you've stretched yourself to be more disciplined, if I could use that word. Sure. But like, hey, let me get, let me put a little bit more... Um, road mapping to this and you know how I'm going to do it. Like oh, yeah. you've grown into that over the years. So you're still you, I'm still me, but we've also leaned into just other th- best practices that we see other guys doing. Absolutely. And I feel like it evolves as it goes. Um, but, uh, but I think the key there is like, let's don't force yourself into something that's totally not you. Yeah. Um, well said. Yeah. So that, that's one place to start. One thing to think about and a couple of resources to help with that. We have one on, our groupleaders.org website called um, Spiritual Pathways Assessment, which is really, really thought up a name there. Yeah, good um, job, Reggie. <laughs> so yeah, thanks, Reggie. Actually, it is Reggie on the video. Oh, is it? Um, oh, that's but, hilarious. But this is something you can do on your own or something you can do with your group, a Spiritual Pathways Assessment, just to kind of figure out um, what works for you, what's your leaning, what's your, what's your tendency, what might, I don't know, help you connect and, and come alive better. So I think that pathway test, it's been a while since I've taken it, but that's like, you know, how do you connect? Some people connect via nature. Some people connect intellectually. Some people connect through giving. Absolutely. Okay. Figuring out how you connect. And and there's a book. If if you're a reader, your group's into reading Spiritual Pathways by Gary Thomas, um, dives into it a little deeper. Awesome. So first, um, think about your wiring. And I don't say first as in you have to do this before you do the next thing. But um, one action step. Think about your wiring. Think of what works for you. Second action step, 
I would say is start somewhere. Hmm. Start with something as soon as possible. E- even if it's the tiniest baby step um, you can take. I had this friend who was in ministry a while back. We were both in school together and um, he did um, ministry in the kind of on the streets of Chattanooga. You don't think of Chattanooga as a place that needs um, that has kind of a rough community, but he was very tied in to a rough community in Chattanooga and guys that were kind of coming off the streets, coming literally coming out of gangs would ask him, you know, what do I do now? You know, should I, should I, where should I start reading the Bible, doing all this? He would tell them, read your Bible every single day as little as possible. <laughs> so like, just, just start reading it. Just, even if it's just a sentence, that's absolutely okay. As long as you do it every day, knowing that a baby step would lead to a bigger step down the road, mm-hmm. but consistency was going to be extremely key for them. Mm, yeah. What do you think about when you think about taking a step? That's, that's the whole, I forget who the expert is. I think we've read the book before and seeing the author here speak at North Point on the power of habit. I forget yes. his name, Charles something. But do he? Do Hickey, do, do, do Hickey. <laughs> I don't think Man, so. I just, I just butchered that. Do My, Hickey's <laughs> the thing in the middle of the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the little uh, pin on the, on the back of a clip on tie. It's called a do Hickey. That's Anyways, right. um, but it's, it's just, that will build momentum. You know, you do it for a minute and a week later you're doing it for two minutes and a week later you're doing it for 10 minutes. And, um, that's not always going to happen, but it's much more likely to happen when you do that. Start small and just take a, take a step and, and be committed to it. Yeah, absolutely. And use the guys around you. Use the guys in your group. Um, there is something powerful about telling guys what you're going to do. And knowing that they're going to ask you about it later, even if they don't, if you think they're going to ask you about it later, you're more likely to do whatever it is. Yeah, well said, bro. Or I know that is for me. Me too. And the the last kind of action step I thought of was really look at spiritual disciplines in the Bible. What were some of the things that Jesus did? What did Paul do? What did the other apostles do in the Bible? Because obviously Jesus was God. But he also connected with the Father, yeah. you know, from earth as a man. Paul, very connected to God, obviously. What did those guys do? You know, if you, if you think about Paul just as a man, he was just a man. Yeah. But incredible things coming out of his relationship with God. So what did he do to make that relationship happen? Yeah, and even if you, even if you just... Um, do an exploration on what they did, and you do that, you're doing a discipline. Because yes. to do that, you're going to read the Bible. That's right. So. <laughs> study study is a discipline. There you go. Yeah, I think so. Any other ideas or steps come to mind for you? No, man. I mean, those are, those are good. If guys do that, those three things, I think you're going to be off to a great start. And for the person who's like, man, I've been crushing this for years, rally around your, your brothers. Because most... You know, most guys, and this is not an indictment, most guys aren't disciplined or journeying or on a pathway to be doing these things. And it's not that we want to fix them. It's we want them to have a closer, more intimate relationship with their Heavenly Father. So if you're one of the guys that's a ninja with this stuff, then then pour out into the guys around you and help them uh, take a next step. Yeah, that's really good. It it makes me think also of, of a quote by Dallas Willard. Um, who said that grace is opposed to earning, 
but not opposed to effort. Mm. And and at first it's like, wait, well, hold on, uh, um, don't don't connect. Melt in my brain with don't, that. Don't connect grace to those things. But he was say, saying essentially that we can put ourselves in a position to receive more from God. Yeah, we never we never need to earn grace. Obviously, that's never going to be part of the deal. But um, there is a way to to stay connected and and discipline itself. I mean, in the word is this idea of it intentionally building yourself, intentionally forcing yourself over time to do something that's going to result in something rewarding. In a spiritual discipline, the reward being the relationship with God. Couple other of uh, resources um, we mentioned: Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. Incredible book, mm-hmm. maybe like the main go-to book for spiritual disciplines. Streams of Living Water by Richard Foster, mm-hmm. a little more helpful in the area of figuring out what your um, kind of pathway is, what your rhythm might be. I mentioned groupleaders.org, the spiritual pathway assessment on there. Also on groupleaders.org slash npmen, where we have our group tools and our men's group curriculum guide. There is there's a section on there called spiritual disciplines that has some some videos that are interesting, some books and different things. If you want to press a little deeper into that, so guys, we cannot encourage you to enough because obviously, and you guys all know this, our relationship with God is primary, it's priority, it's for it's it's everything, mm-hmm. it's eternal, mm-hmm. and so. Spiritual disciplines are a way to invest in that. Um, final words as we close it out, Doug. Um, last final thing I'll say, I think it was either you or Chris Allen that uh, came up with this when we we're talking about Richard Foster celebrations of discipline. It was so good for a group of uh, people I was leading through that book. And it was, if at the end of this, you feel more kind of strapped and burdened to do more activity for God, You've missed the point. Mm, yeah. And, and really, you should feel excited and liberated and freed up to uh, um, and knowledgeable about maybe how to connect yep. with your Heavenly Father and have a more intimate relationship and tune into the Holy Spirit. That's, that's the net out yeah. that you want. It should bring life, not suck your life out of you. Yeah, and I would apply that for not just Richard Foster's books or any other of the resources, but just yeah. holistically all together when it comes to pathways or journey and or absolutely. disciplines. Absolutely. Yeah. Connecting with the source of life should give life. Mm. And if it doesn't, we might miss something. Was that, did you come up with that? I just came up with that just this very second. Yeah. <laughs> Literally drop that mic in your hand. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, well guys, thank you very much for listening. As always, we want you to ask as you listen or as you finish listening, what does this mean for me personally? What am I going to do about it? And how can the guys in my group help me? as I decide what I'm going to do about it. So thank you for listening as always. Subscribe, give us five-star rating. We'll see you next time.